Sport Tracks on SAFM with John Gerica. With John Gerica. Saturdays, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Let's talk about motorsport now and uh, four wheels. I think we're... And I'm going to need some help with this because Lance Bullridge is the star of South African Cross Country Series, it says here, telling me all about how he's done it. And he's done it because his dad was doing it. So you and I in this together because I don't understand what cross country is. So let's find out with a man who is excellent at it. Lance Bullridge, thanks very much for joining us. What is the Cross Country Series? Hi there, John. Thanks very much for having me. Um, the South African Cross Country Series is a... A South African championship. It's run under, under MSA, um, the governing body, Motorsport South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a seven-round championship, and we race uh, all around the country with uh, one of the races being in Botswana, the rest are in South Africa. Um, and it's uh, it's uh, long-distance racing, so we'll race 400 kilometers in a day, um, all one-shot. Um it's uh, the vehicles are very similar. Well, some of them are the exact vehicles that compete in the Dakar already. So that's a bit of a background. Okay, so it's Dakar in South Africa. Exactly. All right, and they're, 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 uh, are there motorbikes that do this as well as you on the on the four wheelers? There used to be. Um, from a safety point of view, it split a few years ago. Um, so now the cars we sort of uh, race on our own. Um, once a year at the, this race in Botswana, the Botswana Desert Race, um, the bikes are there, and we'll do. Uh, we race there Sunday loop on the Saturday, and then we swap over, so we're not on the same track, but okay. we at the same place. What do the cars? What, what, tell us about the cars. So there's there's a bunch of different classes catering for. Uh, different vehicles, different level of performance, and uh, therefore different uh, budgets as well. Um, our race in the, the Premier class, which is the the FIA class, mm-hmm. so it's the the vehicles that are capable of racing in the deck already or anywhere around the world. Um, my car at the moment is a Ford Ranger. Um, Ford and Castrol South Africa are our team sponsors. Um, and we have a five-liter V8 Mustang engine powering the car. <laughs> okay, hold on. Five-liter Mustang. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> if, if I buy, if I go to the shops now and I buy a Ford Ranger, or not now on Monday, uh, and yeah. and I put it next to your Ford Ranger, how similar are they? How's it? It looks like a Ranger. Um, it's it's uh, it's made to look really really more rugged. Um. It's uh, it does look like a Ranger though. It's obviously going to go a hell of a lot faster. Though. <laughs> Five liter Mustang tends to do that. Yeah, uh, uh, also really really special suspension on mm. the car, um, differentials, gearboxes. Yeah, it's a, a really trick piece of machinery. And I can't imagine it has aircon. Uh, we actually do. No, really. Yeah, the, the you know the cabin temperatures get up to forty, fifty degrees in there, so we've got to have the aircon to sort of take the edge off and uh, try keep our minds fresh and our concentration there. I must say I'm a little disappointed because I always imagine you guys in the helmets and the the balaclavas and the jackets and the fireproof stuff and the gloves just dying of heat exhaustion. It's what makes you. <laughs> but now you're cruising at well, okay, a hundred and something k's an hour with the aircon on. Yeah, we still. I mean, I lose on a on a race weekend. I'll lose two to three kgs, you know, just from sweating and water weight. Even though we we drink and carry three liters of fluids in the car, so it's uh, 
we definitely do sweat <laughs> to put you mind at ease. <laughs> okay, good. No, because because you, you guys. You, you guys work damn hard. When you say you do 400 kilometers in a day, for me to drive in my car 400 kilometers on the highway is difficult. So where, where did all of this start? What, did you, what made you decide this is what I want to do? I, I grew up with motorsports in my life. Um, my dad was a South African uh, champion on, on bikes and cars. Um, he got his uh, Protea colors. He competed in the Dakar rally. So it was always something that I, I was exposed to and, you know, was very proud of. Um, and I started riding motorbikes as a kid. Um, it was never forced upon me. It was just something I really wanted to do. Um, and I fortunately had a lot of opportunities come my way that allowed me to, to enter into motorsport. Tell us about, I love this thing, when you were 16, you drove something called a cricket. It sounds like my kind of car. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, a great group of guys that were importing them from a, a manufacturer in China. It was a, a little a buggy. It had a, a 250cc motor. It had a, a belt to drive it. There was no gearbox or anything. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, thankfully, because of my name and my dad's history, they said um, they would uh, sponsor me the use of it for the year. So I, I very fortunately got to drive that, and I won the Quasili Natal Championship at the age of 16. Um and yeah, I was able to progress from there. Is the Dakar the ultimate of what you do? It is. It's the ultimate test of, of man and machine and and teamwork. You know, uh, it's often said that the driver is about 15 to 20% of the actual result there. Um, the rest of it comes from having a, a really switched on and clued up navigator in the mm-hmm. car. And the majority of it is, is having a great team behind you. You know, when when the car gets in late in the evening, sometimes it's it's up to the mechanics to then work through the night, and they often work completely through the night, and you know they become nocturnal, and all they are doing is getting the car ready for us to go out in the next day again. So it's a it's a real uh, big test, but obviously something everyone in our field aspires to. I always think of those privateer motorbikes that do it all themselves. Yeah, they. Uh, they really, really, uh, I think, very, very strong-minded guys. You know, first of all, they they got to do it all themselves. It's it's amazing. Yeah, we had two ladies there this year as well, which is good news as well. Yeah, we did. That's you know um, something we can be really proud of. Um, Tay and uh, um, Kirsten, they they did us really proud. And you know, motorsports is motorsports is actually really, really big in South Africa, and we have so many talented people that are easily capable of competing with the world's best and we just need to to get that exposure and opportunity you know it's it's not very easy trying to compete with all the foreigners and euros and dollars you know it's a uh, it's very difficult trying to get our hands to make that work yeah, i guess there's a difference between putting the car in the back of a truck as opposed to having to put it in an airplane yeah yeah exactly and yeah. um, <laughs> All right, yeah. I want to talk about a day in the life of a, a, a cross-country racer. Uh, 400 cases, you say, up to in a day. So you wake up bright and early in the morning, and then what happens? So I wake up early. Um, I'm a very nervous person before a race, so I won't uh, eat too much, which is not a great thing for me. But, yeah, have a have a little bit of breakfast, and we'll get to the, uh, to the race uh, pit area, and... Um, the mechanics will be there. They'll be running the cars on the stand, getting all the drivetrain um, warm, getting all the engine temperatures up to operating temperatures. Um, and then we'll go in to the start line. 
um, and we'll start the race. We run at a minute gap, so every two minutes a car will go off, um, mainly for safety from dust, so we're not racing in each other's dust. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, that's it. We go hammer and tongs two minutes apart, you know, trying to to get the best times across the lap. All right, so unlike the Dakar, but on on a Dakar stage, you will do a distance and then you'll race and then you'll do a distance, right? Uh, yeah, so so yeah, that's exactly right. They okay. call it the liaison section. Yes. So you'll drive, for instance, from uh, sure. Some days it's long days, five, six hundred <laughs> yes. k's. Let's say from from Joburg to Pretoria, then you'll you'll do your four hundred kilometer racing stage, sure. and then when you finish off, you'll have to get back on the road and finish off and get to Bloom type of thing. You must be broken after racing two hundred k's off road. It is. It's uh, it's very taxing on the body. You know, often people say, "Oh, wh- why do you why do you train so much? You don't have to be that fit. All you do is sit in the car." But the moment we take people in the car and they see, <laughs> you know, all the movement we do, the pounding that our body takes, even with our great suspension, it's a uh, it's not an easy task. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and and just to be able to control the car, the arms must get exhausted. The legs changing gears all the time. That, that must get a bit much after a while. It does. So we. We accelerate with the the right foot. We brake with the left foot. Right. And um, you steer with the left arm and change gear with the right arm. So you know you you're moving like an octopus all day long. You've got to have a really, really strong core to to help you stabilize. Um, your neck taking a pounding from you know bouncing around back and forth. You've got a helmet on your head. It's, and then, like I mentioned earlier, with the heat, it's it's not easy. Yeah. Now they call them co-drivers, not necessarily navigators. What do they do? So they sit on the on the side of the car with us. They have a what we call a road book. They've got some uh, some pictures in there. Um, they have distances to that, and they paint the picture in my head of the road ahead. So they will tell me there's a gate coming up. We're going to go through the gate, and there's a 90 right. Go for another 200 meters, and then a 90 left. And you know they they are doing that all day long, painting the picture of the road ahead. And you don't know that before. No, we're not allowed in the area um, of the race 90 days beforehand, just, you know, so we don't see the track or anything. So unlike rally where they, you know, they have passes through it and they can make pace notes and they get videos of the years before, this is completely unseen when we go on on the terrain. What's the scariest thing you've done? I'm afraid of heights. (laughs) So I've never done too much there, but... uh, I've I've I had a, an accident in 2010. Um, I broke uh, some vertebrae, so uh, that wasn't a nice moment. It was in a race in Blum in the middle of the Debrich military base. So you know the the regular um, paramedics couldn't get to us, so we had to wait for uh-huh. army paramedics who came in a Land Rover of all things. So it took a while to get out. Um, yeah, that wasn't great. Do do you when you're on the edge? You watch Formula One drivers and you see the rally guys as well. They're they're always on the edge. Are you doing that as well on these long distance races? Um, certainly in our our qualifying session. Um, so we'll have that on the Friday. That is is flat out. Um, most of the time in our main race as well. Yes. Um, because we don't race, you know, against the cars right in front of you. Right. you it's very difficult to pace yourself and know where you are. So you've you've just got to push. Um, 
you have to have a balance. You can't drive like a maniac with this long distance. You need to look after the car. You can't hit rocks. You can't hit trees. You know, you so you always looking out for those obstacles, but you are driving to your full potential. Yeah. You know, on whatever terrain is there. So, so I would, I would argue that you're. It's more difficult than a Formula One race because the Formula One guys these days are pacing in the second half. You know, they they can and you can race against somebody else if they can slow down a little. You you don't know yeah. until you finished, right? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, we we have radios um, and there there are timing systems. So when we get to road crossing and things like that, we our team gives us updates. But it's not uh, you know sometimes it's delayed. So you yeah you need to push. Yeah. All right, you're 29 years old now. You've been doing it for 12 years. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very happy and and very fortunate with with where I am in my life. Um I've uh, obviously like you said earlier, I want to be be at Dakar and winning Dakar. That's right. that's the ultimate goal. Um but I'm very very fortunate. It seems like we only have Toyota going there. Is that just a sponsorship thing? It is. Like I mentioned with the budget, it's 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 very difficult. Um you know, even for Dakar, it's a it's a mammoth cost, and you know, with so many teams racing and so many things having to go your way, racing for 14 days, it's a very very big cost, and it's not something you can willingly just decide to do. You've got to have a a full project and a full plan to to get to the end goal, and it it doesn't. I don't think it's ever happened on someone going there in the first year and winning. You you need to have a three, five-year plan to, to get there and win Dakar with the level of competition these days. Yeah, so we, we've got so jaded by Janelle de Villiers just rocking up and getting into the top five every time. You think, well, why doesn't somebody else just go and do that? <laughs> yeah, you know, Janelle's, he's a fantastic driver. He's got so much experience from, you know, all his years and years and years there. So, yeah, you're exactly right. It's uh, you, you forget all of that when he makes it look so easy. <laughs> and and a mini wins. That's always the most amazing thing. It's like, how does a little mini go and do the Dakar? But we know that's <laughs> it's it's not quite a mini, is it? Yeah, you know, all our vehicles are are made from a complete uh, tubular frame. Um, all of the body is a, a carbon fiber or a you know combination of different composite materials all altered and glued onto the car to make it uh, you know resemble something on the road. Right. Okay, so obviously COVID's slowed you guys down. I mean, you couldn't get more self-isolating than being alone in a car with a navigator for a day. So what are, what are the plans now for you guys? Um, we, yeah, we had a you know, bit of a setback with COVID. Obviously, all our, our staff had to go. We're busy with a new car and a new project. So that got put on hold for a long time. Um, and even when we could get back and going, all of our suppliers were still battling to get stock of yeah. materials and things. Um, but we we back on back on track there. Um, the like I mentioned earlier, Motorsport South Africa they got approval from government um, on Thursday that motorsport can resume. So um, the South African Championship is is looking at that, looking at uh, what needs to happen. Obviously, they need to be very very careful about it. Um, you know, people's safety is still the main priority, so they need to make sure that there's no spectators that can get there, which in itself then makes the sport, you know, uh, not as attractive type of thing. Um, 
but yeah, you know, I think like everything else, everyone's just taking it each day as it comes and seeing what unfolds. Lance, good chatting to you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, John. Cheers. Lance Bullridge, star of South African Cross Country Series, joining us here on SAFM Sport Tracks.